Hey, Jason here. Today's video, I'm going to tell you how to avoid FOMO when you're investing, which is extremely important, obviously, because all the stuff that's going on with GameStop, AMC, and now Silver is skyrocketing as of this recording. I need to let you know you can get this series podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, and more. You can get this as part of the Buy Investing in a Car series anywhere in the world for free. Plus, please remember to subscribe and hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. And if you like this content or other videos, make sure to uh, stay to the end of the video so you can figure out how to get uh, some free resources that help you be become a better investor faster. Okay, so a couple days ago, I released, actually let me back up even further. So last week we were supposed to have a normal kind of content go out our websites blew up yes websites three of our four three of my four websites went down two of them are completely unrecoverable as in there are no files left to recover um so they have to be built from scratch luckily the value investing journey website went down but we had a backup and this was saved so that literally may have made me cry because that's almost 10 years of work so to kind of, uh, we're getting back on track this week. So there's gonna be kind of a backlog going forward. Well, there might be two days with some articles or two days with some blog posts, stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to get this video out and make this video because of what's going on in the markets right now with AMC, uh, GameStop, Silver is now skyrocketing. Naked Brands was skyrocketing up more than 100% the other day because of all the craziness going on with the hedge funds versus the traders on Reddit and Twitter. I'll talk about that in a separate video um, because I talked about that a little bit in the GameStop video, but I'll talk, give my full thoughts on that as more comes out on it. Today, I wanna to specifically talk about how to deal with or how to avoid FOMO, fear of missing out when you're investing. This is a huge thing. Uh, especially when the markets are going crazy and people are making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, essentially like that. First thing I do to avoid FOMO is admittedly extremely hard. Um, but I try to avoid the news as much as humanly possible because I don't want it to, the news is geared to trigger your emotions. Most of the time negatively, um, sometimes positively, most of the time negatively. I try to stay away from the news as much about as I possibly can. Doesn't work because as we saw with the election, you get Facebook, uh, crap on Facebook, political crap. You also get, um, the trading stuff and news kind of boils over everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, even if you aren't watching the kind of normal news. So what I do there is I limit it. I, if I notice I'm on an article, frankly, that I shouldn't be reading, it's not important what I'm trying to do that day. After I've been reading it for a while, if I notice that I've been reading it for a while and it doesn't fit what I need to be doing that day, I literally think to myself, is this helping me reach my goals? And then I stop doing it if it's not. Most of the time it's not. 
um, especially if it's about the craziness going on with the GameStop stuff. Um, that's number one. Number two, I don't check my stock prices every day. Most of the time I don't check them every week. Rarely check them every month. You may say I'm crazy, <laughs> and possibly I am, but the reason I do that is because I want to focus on the long term. The stocks I don't, I don't trade. Um, so the craziness going on, while interesting and historically going to be something uh, written about years from now, I don't trade. So, and when I say I don't look at the stocks, I can show you exactly what I do. So I have my stock app here, personal finance app on Android. I have my watch list and I literally scroll to the right. I'm trying to get it all the way to the right so I can show you like that. Hopefully you can see that. So I can't see the stock prices and I just see the percentage change up or down. And I think that was blurry, but hopefully you get the idea. Um, I just, I put it as far to the right as I can. So I don't see the share prices up or down. I look at the price change up or down because frankly, I don't care what the stock does on, on a given basis. I don't even care about the percentage change necessarily. The only reason I look at the percentage change is because if there's a major percentage change, that probably means there's some news coming out about the stock, um, which then I investigate. But I don't, I don't want to see what my stock is doing every day. Literally, <laughs> again, you'll probably think I'm crazy when I say this and people, my parents don't believe me. Um, my wife doesn't believe me. People that I tell don't believe me when I say this, but it's 100% true. Every year when I go to do my um, annual performance review, I'm nervous because I don't know how the stocks did. Yes, I generally know if they went up or down, but I don't know by how much um, or all that. Because again, I don't look at it on a daily basis. I do my yearly performance review one time a year. So every time I go into that, I get nervous doing it. Was I up? Was I beating the market? Was I beating Buffett? Any of those things that I kind of talk about in my yearly performance reviews. I'm nervous before doing it, which caused me to procrastinate, which is why it's still not out as of February. Um, it should be coming out again. Now it's supposed to come out next week or last week. Hopefully it's coming out this week. Um, I think it's on my calendar for next week, actually. So this year, again, with the market huge up, huge down in March and then up a lot since then, I didn't really know how well I performed. Turns out the, the and again, you'll, there'll be more context to this and the spreadsheet like there always is about what specifically the up, ups and downs were in the stocks I own and the portfolios I manage. Stock markets, depending on which index you look at, went up between one, one and a half percent for the full year 2020 from January 1st or whenever the market opened uh, in 2020 to December 31st, again, whenever the last market day of the year was 2020. I did 40, 40, what was it? 43.8%, I think 48.3% well, those two, which is fantastic. Of course, I didn't have any idea that was coming because again, that's how extreme I am when I, uh, when I say I don't want to look at the share price because I don't want it to, to negatively influence me or positively influence me. I don't want to be positively or negatively influenced today because I focus on the long term. I don't care what the stock does. I don't want to know. I don't want to be biased either positively or negatively. So that's why I only look at the percent change up or down. And if, if it's a small change, I don't really look at any, any information. If it's a big change, then I look at information uh, to see what's going on. So that's number two. 
Again, that's extreme. I'm not saying to do that, um, but that's what works for me. Is so I don't have the fear of missing out thing because I don't get in, I don't get the adrenaline rush of seeing, ooh, my stock's up 50% today, what's going on? And then I get in the kind of mindset, I've got to check the news, blah, 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 blah. Uh, yes, again, if it's up or down by a lot, then I check the news to see what's going on, but it's not, I have to do something, it's I want to know essentially what's going on. And most of the time it's nothing, it's just trading because I trade on a lot of smaller stocks. So even then, it's not a huge deal. Another thing I do is talked about the news, talked about avoiding the stocks or avoid, avoiding looking at your stock prices. Another thing I do, again, that you might think is crazy <laughs> is I'm, when I say long-term, I mean long-term. 5, 10, 20 years down the road. I don't think about a month from now. I don't think about a day from now. I don't think about a year from now. On my portfolio returns, which again, I'll have the full kind of full year numbers, how I'm doing against Buffett, how I'm doing against the market um, in the upcoming post. I don't because of that, because the valuations have been crazy for five, six years now. I haven't bought a stock in six years. Again, people think I'm nuts, but I will not bend my criteria to buy something just because I haven't bought something in a while. In this case, six years. Um, could I have bought some stuff? I tried to buy stuff in March when the market crashed. If I was able to have bought stuff in March, the portfolio returns for the portfolios I manage in, I think it was seven stocks and four of them were OTC ADR stocks. Three of them were bigger companies you would recognize, but four of them were tiny companies. Um, overseas companies. If I was able to buy the stocks I wanted to buy in March, the portfolios I managed would have been up 100% last year. <laughs> so this, my process works. It works for me. I know it works, but because of that, I need extreme patience to wait. Again, I'm not saying you have to wait six years. I'm not saying your cr criteria has to be ex as extreme as mine, but you need to have some criteria that you will not break, that you will stick to no matter what. And you have to have the patience and discipline to stick to it, to earn high returns in the market. Um, again, this will help you miss out on FOMO as well, because at least for me, actually that's point number four, I'll get to that. Uh, so I apologize for that, but <laughs> I was going off to one, onto another thing so that I was gonna tell you my number four, and this is probably the most important one. But that is another way, focus on the long-term, focus on my process. Again, I know it works because over the first nine years of my career, I'm barely losing to Buffett and I'm destroying the market. Um, again, the specific numbers will be in the post later this week or next week. But that is how I have gone six years without buying a stock and I'm still crushing the market. And last year I did, again, 43.8%, I think is what it was returns and I haven't bought a stock in six years. I abide to an extreme level to Charlie Munger saying, buy a few great stocks and sit on your ass, which gets us to point number four. Another thing I do in the last six years, I've not just been doing nothing, obviously. Uh, I've been working to grow my businesses. I've been working to grow my skills. I've been working to learn as much as I possibly can. 
I've been working to help as many people as I possibly can. I've been helping to teach here and on our courses and our books. Um, I've been doing other stuff that has kept my mind occupied. And frankly, all of the other steps are important. This is probably the most important thing because without this, without me having my, my, my mind occupied with other stuff, I would have bought something. I would have, I would have, I would have broken my own personal criteria for what I required in a stock. And I would have likely done badly on it, on that stock, which would lower my returns, which would lower the returns in the portfolios I manage, which have, would have annoyed and frustrated me to no end. Um, so yes, discipline, patience, all that is important. But for me, at least, I need to have something to occupy my mind. I'm not good at just sitting there kind of quote unquote doing nothing. I always have to be doing something. Um, so I've been learning, I've been honing my skills. I've been networking. I've been building businesses. I've been doing all that. So I'm prepared when the next crash comes. How do I know this has been so important, more important than the other three combined? Because there were times where I was getting so frustrated that I couldn't buy anything that I literally was close on the brokerage account wanting to buy something, even though I know I shouldn't have. Luckily, I held myself off, but that's because I distracted myself. So yes, discipline is important, but have something else um, to keep your mind occupied if you're going to do, if you're going to have an extremely disciplined process and you want to beat the market. Um, and you're a long-term investor. Again, this doesn't apply to traders, obviously, um, but I'm not a trader. I'm a long-term value investor with an extreme amount of patience, but again, it's not all patience or discipline. I've had something else to do. Um, this is, these things, these four things have kept me from making mistakes over the last six years while valuations have continued to skyrocket. Um, have they lowered my returns? To a degree, probably. Um, but again, I, it's not like I've completely stopped looking um, in this time either. I'm still looking at stocks on a daily basis. I've still been teaching students and going through stocks with them. Um, so it's not like I've just completely gotten out of the market. I've still been researching and trying to find new stocks, but I still can't find anything until March, but things rose too fast until I could buy or, or before I could buy. So if you do these four things, they will help eliminate your FOMO. Another thing, and this, this is something I noticed recently, be happy for your friends when they make money doing trading and um, all this kind of stuff that's going on right now. But don't necessarily be envious because at some point the market's going to crash. And again, I've advised all my friends who asked, I think the market's going to crash. And when it crashes, it's going to crash badly. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I've advised all my friends and stuff like this. It's going to happen sooner rather than later. I don't know what that means. Again, it could be next week, could be five years from now. I have no idea. But when it does crash, it's going to crash horrifically badly because of all of the mania, frankly, that's going on right now, all the speculation, all the gambling, um, the 0% interest rates, the money printing, all of the things combined, the COVID, all the stuff that's going on right now, when it does crash, it's going to be bad. So be happy for your friends, truly happy. I mean that, um, be truly happy for them because you care about them, you want them to make money, but also don't necessarily envy them either because if they don't pick the right exact time to get out, they could lose a lot of money real fast. And again, I'd hope that doesn't happen. I've advised all my friends for that. Uh, 
Some have appreciated it, some probably not. <laughs> but um, I hope these helped. Hope these five tips helped. Seriously, if you are thinking about FOMO this week, if you're freaking out because you're missing out on this huge rush, uh, yes, it probably still will go, keep going up for a little while. But again, when it does crash and nobody in the world can time the market exactly when it's going to crash, it's going to crash fast and it's going to crash really badly. Um, so again, be happy for your friends. Be happy for your family. Don't be envious or jealous. Um, keep doing what you're doing. And again, if you have a solid process, it will work out over time. And again, I'm a 100% proof of that because I haven't bought a stock in six years and I'm still destroying the market. Um, which again, I'll show next week or the week after. Again, sorry about the backup and the blog going down. Luckily, it got saved, unlike the other two, my, two of my other websites. So I hope this helped. If you have any tips for FOMO, um, let me know in the comments below. I'm always wanting to learn more. And if you could help other people out by letting them know, that'd be awesome as well. If uh, you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like, like, love, share, subscribe, comment, and hit the notification bell so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you're listening on the podcast, same stuff, like, love, share, subscribe, but we'd also re really appreciate a review because the more reviews, views, and listens we get to our content, the more people we can help. If you're looking to become a better investor faster, for example, before the next crash happens, so you can take advantage of that crash and buy um, undervalued stocks for the first time in almost 10 years. You can get some of our free resources below, including five free resources, which includes my valuation templates um, and definitions of valuations and techniques I use. You can get that uh, for free below. You can also get a free copy of our guide, Seven Tips to Picking Great Stocks and Three Times You Must Sell. And also you can get a free copy of my book, PDF copy of my book, How to Value Invest. You can get all three of those for free below in the description. And if you're interested in learning more from me specifically on how to become a great value investor or a great investor and how to evaluate stocks better and faster, uh, make sure to check out the information on our masterclass below. But until the next time, have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.